This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome back to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Wellings here, Ryan Tayez. You tay yes, I tay no. Uh, Michael Rosenbaum here, and uh, we're ready to rock this. I mean, we're we're here. We're in episode uh, eleven of season three. Uh, the socials, please. This is very important. If you're liking this podcast, if you're enjoying it, you want it to continue, and the memories to just. The floodgates to open with memories and uh, insight and join us. Uh, go and support us and support our socials at Talkville Podcast on all socials. Um, I guess that changed because it was at Talkville Pod on X, but maybe not. Maybe it's at Talkville Podcast on all socials now. I, I, I don't know. You know what to do. Uh, Patreon.com slash Talkville. If you want to join Patreon and support the podcast more, these are the folks that are really keeping the show alive. We couldn't do it without you. If you want to join and become part of the crew, become our patrons, uh, our friends, our amigos at uh, or patreon.com slash talkville. And if you didn't get a chance to call on the hotline, the hotline's always available. 213 Jet Cute. Bryce is keeping track. Record a message. Have something interesting to say. And I urge you, if you if you're thinking if it's if it's usually a typical question, we're probably gonna cover it anyway. So try to come up with something outside the box if you can. Um and uh, TalkvillePodcast.com for exceptional merch and fun. Check that out. Inside of you online store also has a bunch of cool Smallville stuff. And uh, Tom and I will be at some cons. Go to my link tree in my Instagram at the Michael Rosenbaum. You'll see all of it, where we're going and all that stuff. Um, we're going to a lot of cons. We're doing evenings with Michael and Tom. So get tickets to see that. We're doing a Patreon hang if you're on Patreon um, in D.C., uh, so anyway, there hey, you go. Patreon has its Patreon has its benefits. It has its perks. The biggest perk is uh, you get to help the show. Without further ado, let's get into it. Season three, episode eleven. This is called "Delete." I hope we don't delete this one from our memory banks. Uh, I think I already did until I watched it again. The title was "Delete." It aired January twenty eighth, two thousand four. Director Pat Williams, mm. writers Kelly Souders and Brian Peterson, who would go on to run the show. For seasons eight, nine, and ten. Guest star Ian Summerhalder, Adam Knight, Camille Mitchell, Nancy Adams, Missy Peregrim, Molly. Missy Grit. went on to do some good stuff for yeah, sure. I mean, Missy's great. We got along so, really well. So did Ian, but you know. Martin Cummins is Dr. Lawrence Garner. That guy shows up everywhere, doesn't he? Remember he's with Ryan and all that stuff. And now he's the doctor. So how does that work? It's the only scene I remember being in in this in this whole episode. Jeez. So funny. I don't Jim know Thorburn is Max Taylor. Synopsis. When Chloe becomes the target of multiple irregular assassination attempts, her friends must fight to find the puppet master before it's too late. This episode begins with a 360 shot over the Daily Planet Metropolis. Inside, we see the newly fired Chloe Sullivan packing her things for her exit. And before she can leave, the editor, Max Taylor, invites her to his office to say goodbye. She asks Max to look into a few stories for her and use her cousin's name as a pseudonym. Lois Lane. So one takeaway from this scene, which I'm sure, I don't know, somehow dawned on me and probably dawned on a lot of smarter people than me. That means that in the last episode when she threatened Lionel, he didn't take the bait because she he got she got fired. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't really. Yeah, I wasn't thinking about that, but that's true. Yeah. Over in Luther Corp, Lex runs into Molly Griggs. Missy Peregrine while looking for Geek Squad to help with his presentation. After a few choice innuendos, Lex leaves with a CD to help him fix his computer viruses. As he does, we see Molly whip out some gear to steal Chloe's hard drive from the torch. That night, as Chloe leaves the torch, she is caught in the headlights by a red pickup truck. The truck revs its Scary. and begins chasing her through the parking lot, parking lot into the sidewalk like the movie Christine. She trips, falls into the nick of time, and barely avoids being T-boned against another car. The driver gets out to assess the situation, and it's Clark friggin' Kent. I'm sure it was out of necessity, but the only thing 
that I didn't like about this. I, I, I'm pretty negative today. Um, we all know it's Clark. Well, actually, we don't know it's Clark. We know it's a Clark. We know it's a Kent truck. Right. And we've seen Jonathan do this before. And uh, But I just, I don't know. Maybe a different vehicle would have. Yeah. I don't know. It could have been something he stole. I don't know. Over at Small like Medical, car or something. we see Clark administered a breathalyzer and trying to recall what happened. Chloe's a little shell-shocked, and the sheriff tells Clark <laughs> that his family sure has a way of going through vehicles. Did anyone else want Clark to blow into the breathalyzer and it just explode like super <laughs> breath? <laughs> yeah. That would have been I awesome. Did. Oh, my gosh. What the hell's in <laughs> you, Mr. Kent? As Clark leaves, he runs into Lana in the halls and her new pal, Adam. Tom, any stories working with Summerholder? Because model together. Um, I think I've said this before. I've known Ian since I was like 19. Uh, we spent some time together in Barcelona trying to do the same, like trying to do the like the modeling gig thing. And uh, then I didn't see him until he, I, I didn't even keep track of him until he showed up on Smallville. And I was like, hey. And he's like, yeah. And we got to share some stories about, you know, things I can't share here. Sure. Uh, but we had some good times. And uh, it was great to see him. I, I get along with him. We've, we've seen him at cons and stuff. Yeah. and. He's a very likable guy. He's always pleasant. Doesn't return my uh, text to be on the podcast. Anyway, <laughs> the next day, Lex returns to the tech department and learns that Molly didn't actually work at Luther Corp, and she swiped a hard drive. Back at the Talon, Lana and Adam talk about their uncomfortable run-in with Clark. Chloe shows up to the Kent farm to talk with Clark about why he tried to murder her. Clark admits that she's different now, and Chloe reminds him of his bender in Metropolis earlier in the season. She goes on to search his laptop and finds a locked email from Brainwave that Clark accessed while writing his paper that night. I love what I kind of laugh because this is the early, in some ways, what we know now, the early internet. And I love that Clark's like, oh, someone sent me an email. Click. Duh. I guess spam wasn't like known back then. Like we all know not to click on that stuff now. (laughs) I know. That's very true. They never learn in Smallville, folks. But then again, they did a whole movie. In um, what's the movie in uh, not in yeah, The Incredibles about a woman who sends these messages out, and then when they hit through your eye, they 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 can like take you over like a zombie. I don't, I don't know if you guys ever saw that movie. Oh, but yeah, they did no, a whole movie about this kind of. That thing. was Incredibles two, though. There you go. Jeez, oh, the, you so nerds. that was nerds. Decade later, well, you don't you don't have kids, so you I haven't saw seen The Incredibles. It. I liked it a lot, but it's a remember. classic. It's fun. We then cut to a scene where we find Molly Griggs sending emails as brainwave. She uses the stolen hard drive to access Chloe's contact book and send Lana a decrypted email. It causes Matrix-like code to course through her brain and put her into a trance. I got to tell you, I couldn't have been out of an episode faster than I was this one. Why I didn't is give she targeting these crap. people? I didn't give a crap. <laughs> At this point, I'm like, oh, my gosh, what are they doing? And so I'm sure it's going to all add up. But it really, I, I hate to be negative Nancy here, folks. Some would say I'm S-H-I double T-ing on the show, but I'm not. I'm just being honest. Sleeper cell Lana walks up to Chloe in the halls and starts whooping her ass down a flight of stairs. This was a fight for the ages. It never Wait. ended. It was actually pretty cool. Did you, just before this, did you notice who was in the background when Lana's talking to Ian? It's your friend from Lost. It was. It's at the, four, it's at the 14 minutes, 17 seconds. One of my biggest 14 crushes. minutes and 17 seconds. You know, it's one of my biggest crushes, man. If only I I guess she was probably never around when you were on set. Never. Because she was always sort her. of like. Never uh, met her. Yeah. That was, that was an over the top. <clears throat> just fight It scene. was like, I mean, <laughs> axe after axe after chop and slip and trip and kick. But we don't see like like a lot of the the action on this is like special effects related. We this was, this is a practice. This was a choreographed. This took between eight stunt hours. people. This yeah. took almost a whole day of stunting. Yeah, that was serious. And it, stunt work. And, great stunt work. And it's on and it's on stairs. And all I could think when I was watching this, it's great great stunt stuff. Yeah. But I just kept thinking, these are high school kids. Yes. <laughs> That's all I get big at. Like what? They're they're. And by the way, school. I keep thinking when all this stuff happens, it's like. Well, they're going to both get expelled for the year or they're going to go to jail. And then they're going to say, but yeah. it wasn't me. And they're like, oh, yeah, bullshit. Like, how do they get out of all these things? Like the, the common knowledge in the police department is like, oh, really? You weren't yourself. Oh, we've heard that before. <laughs> jail. You're going to jail. How is Lana going to graduate at this point? Serious question. Who knows? They're- She's been knocked out. She has a full time job. 
Dude, it goes on and on. Their classmates look on as it's one of the most irregular school fights you can imagine as Lana retrieves the emergency axe, swings away at Chloe. Adam hears the commotion, goes to help stop the fight, which ends inside the girl's locker room shower. Sweet. As Lana cracks her head against the floor, snapping out of it, the kids regroup from their fight scene in the town, and Chloe has the realization that someone out there wants her dead. I was impressed at how tough Chloe was. I mean, I had never thought about it before. Yeah, I like that she fights back and kicks a little ass. That was nice. They backtracked the same email from Brainwave to the IP from Chloe's hard drive, thanks to Adam's elite level cybersecurity skills. Why are they able to do all these things now? Because we don't understand how computers work yet. So you have to understand how how does a computer make Lana do what she's doing? There was no kryptonite in this, was there? I don't know why they're doing all these things. Did I miss something? Was I was I napping? I guess because of the Incredibles thing, it's if you open the link, the screen is somehow transfixes you but it putting something into your brain you know kind okay. of like right. the internet does the internet does and do we actually see that with lana we saw that and back yeah. then okay yeah and i also think that take you gotta understand when this came out people didn't know about ip addresses right. no and so this was like oh there's an ip address for every computer it was probably interesting at the time no. yeah i, I, I agree yeah. They, they, the way they said it it, it it felt that way yeah Clark goes yeah. to Metropolis to ask Lex or Lex why Lionel would be doing this. Lex defends his father, but realizes that Molly is behind this if the emails are coming from Chloe's old computer. We then cut back to Molly's apartment where she's invited by Dr. Garner from the Summerhold Institute. It seems Max Taylor from the Daily Planet is starting to write critical articles on the research techniques with patients, one of whom was Molly. This is the same hot doctor from season two, Ryan. Yeah, remember I told you that. The yeah, guy, yeah, the yeah, guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if he's hot. I don't look at him as hot. Yeah, he is hot. All right. Well, that's your opinion. <laughs> I remember thinking he kind of looked like James Dean. He has that kind of like this, the squinty eyes, like, what do you want, Mr. Kent? Everything. Well, he's like, supposed to be like an evil doctor, no. and then he comes on. I'm like, come on, CW. What are you doing? Yeah, CW, come on. Back in Smallville, we see Adam packing his room up, ready to finally check out the hospital. He tells Lana that he wants to stay in Smallville to spend time with her. She's confused why he would stay. And a little peeved because his stories aren't adding up on how he's a skilled fighter and a computer savant. Adam flips this back on Lana and her issues with Clark and then tells her to beat it. Back at the torch. Clark shares what he learned with Chloe, who is well aware of Molly Griggs from a recent interview she conducted with her for a piece she was doing on Summerholt. They put the pieces together on Molly's motive and then realize that she may be going after Max Taylor next. She calls to warn him, but it's too late. While on the phone, he gets stabbed to death with a Ticonderoga number two pencil. (laughs) Ticonderoga. Do you remember those were the best ones when you used to play that game where somebody would hold a pencil and you'd try to snap it? You ever play that? Chloe goes to share her suspicions with Lex, who allows her to hide out in the mansion for safe haven. Clark decides to yeah, visit Summerhold. Yeah, because it's the safest place in the world. Oh, yeah, because everybody doesn't break into Lex Lex's mansion. Clark decides to visit Summerhold to confront Dr. Garner himself. Clark greets him in the lobby to accuse Summerhold of helping Molly send hypnotic emails because they're not something you pick up at Radio Shack, damn it. This is the only scene I remember doing in this whole episode. You remember going? I remember this because talking about. I just remember that we it was it was a business park that didn't look as good as the set did, and I just remember walking in and being like, "Oh, this looks cool." And well, I remember being there. I don't remember the rest of the episode. Jeez, Garner denies Clark's accusations. Gets security to kick Clark out, and immediately after makes a call to Molly. Luckily. Clark used his super hearing to identify Molly's apartment complex and unit number. There's that animation again. Oh, that, yeah. That's sick hearing animation. Yeah. <laughs> the wi- the wishbone. I'm glad they had Shouldn't, a, you know what I thought would have been funny? Out. What? Clowns? Buddy In the Hackett? last episode, if the first time they, sh- if the first time, if the first time they showed it, the little wishbone part was like kind of small. And then as he gets super hearing and then we see it here, it like got twice as big. And it starts to quiver like that dude's lip in the last episode. Adam shows up to apologize to Lana the Talon. He expresses frustrations with her retreating into victim and how people in Smallville don't say what they think. They make up and Adam decides to stay after all. That night, Metropolis, Lex is trying to put the moves on Molly and gets interrupted by Clark. It seems Lex has a type. Crazy, biah, ladies. This episode is sponsored by better help you know a lot of us wish we had more time but time for what 
If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you could do more of it. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself, and it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Therapy can help everyone be the best they can be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Listen, learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Talkville today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Talkville. Talkville is brought to you by Good Chop. If you haven't heard us talk about this, uh, this this is unbelievable. This is an unbelievable company. Good Chop offers fully customizable boxes of high-quality meat and seafood delivered to your door on schedule. I cooked some of these steaks, and it was the best meat I've had, and I'm not – I'm going to name drop, but I, went, I won't name drop. I went to my friend Skeet's house, and we barbecued, and I put these on the grill, and I don't know what it was, but Good Chop completely sold me. Uh, you can choose from over 70 high-quality cuts, 100% grass-fed ribeyes, USDA prime filet mignon, free-range and organic chicken breast, pork tenderloin, thick-cut bacon. Uh, they also have wild-caught seafood, salmon, Pacific cod, scallop, shrimp, and more. Tom, have you had this? No, this is good stuff, guys. Um, I've had it all, and I want more. I mean, that's the easiest way to be safe. Yeah, it's. Uh, I really am. When I get these boxes, I get so excited because I know I'm going to be fed for the week. And what's great is it doesn't cost a fortune for this great. You could have quality meats. Uh, Good Chop's price per meal starts at just $3.74. And unlike a lot of companies, Tom, Good Chop sources its meat and seafood exclusively from American farms and fisheries so you can support local family farms and independent ranchers right here in the U.S. The products are vacuum sealed and frozen at peak freshness so you can stock your freezer and cook when you want, just like I do. Good Shop especially prides itself on sourcing meat that comes with no antibiotics or added hormones ever. No artificial ingredients, only the good stuff. And, you know, they're so they're so confident in this product, as am I and Tom here, uh, that they offer 100% money-back guarantee here. So love Good Shop or get your money back. This stuff's the real deal. If you want delicious meats or seafood, this is the place. Good Shop. Go to goodchop.com slash talkville120 and use code talkville120 to get $120 off across your first four boxes. That's code at talkville120 at goodchop.com slash talkville120 for $120 off. goodchop.com slash talkville120 code talkville120. Yeah. Both guys try reasoning with Molly about how Garner is a bad guy, but she has some sort of Stockholm syndrome for the, her time in Summerholt. As they examine her computer, Clark sees a recent email sent to Martha. Dude. Back in Smallville, we see Chloe entering the Kent farm and being attacked by Jonathan and Martha. Clark rushes in to stop them, but Jonathan picks up a kryptonite rock, starts beating his son in the face. They get This gets stopped by Chloe, who releases balls of hay from above, crashing into the guys and subduing the attack. Another oh, bales of hay, surely. Another bale of hay, just like the last episode. So, yeah, there's a small thing that I think is really cool in this scene. A there's a wide thing. shot where Clark gets up and he grabs the hay bale and he just chucks it like it weighs nothing. And he goes to Martha and then they go back to the wide shot and Jonathan gets up. And when he picks up the hay bale, there's a lot of, Ugh. I thought that was cool that John, that I don't remember if we planned that or not, but I'm sure it was Schneider's idea. Uh -huh. Like you should just throw it and it'll be hard for me to do. I thought that's great. Yeah, I like when they do that. It kind of gives you the uh, the feeling of how heavy that thing is. And yeah. you can toss it like a feather. The next day at the town, Lana shows Adam the new room above the coffee shop that he can rent out. Chloe gets her computer's return from Luther Corp by Lex, and Clark gets Chloe to agree to stop digging into his life, all while being played <laughs> out to Hoobastanks, 
the reason. I'm not a perfect person. That's that song stayed in my head for like three days after watching yeah. this yeah. episode. I, I went on a date with a girl who ended up marrying the lead guy to Hoobastank. Huh? She was really nice. Oh, she she upgraded. She I don't, did she? Sounds like a Hoobastank situation. <laughs> now he's a rock star, did so she, yeah, she won. did. She she won. <laughs> that night, Lex pays a visit to Summerholt and threatens Garner to lay off Chloe Sullivan. And what I liked about this episode, he then uses Chloe's unpublished article in Summerholt to blackmail Garner into helping him recover the seven weeks that he lost from shock therapy. Now, if we would have talked more about that storyline, that that would have been better. I thought that this. What I like about this because in the last podcast we talked about you playing Lex in a different way since the procedure. And finally, we get to see Lex kind of snap back and be like, no, this is what I want. You know, it was, yeah. it was cool. Um, highlights and lowlights. I, I, I thought this was mostly a low light. I thought we uh, have gone down. The two episodes, which were really good, and the last one, which was okay, and then this one, I just felt like it was just, it was too unbelievable for me. The whole mind thing with the computers, it just, I wasn't in it at all. I couldn't, I was just like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. And things were happening while I didn't care. And some things were like, okay, well acted, some good scenes, I guess. But like, I just felt like it was just stupid. Did you guys feel that same I, way? I just feel, feel like, is, did I miss something? I just feel like a lot of these episodes still kind of hold up in in many ways. But I think because it was technology that we were all so past that now that it seems kind of lame. But I, I want to give it some credit in that it's at the time it was sharing information about the computing and all this stuff that may have been interesting at the time. Okay. But I think this one got a little dated. All right. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's it. I think the moral of the story in this episode is don't open uh, emails you don't recognize. Yeah, I think and we that know that. persisted. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> now we have the spam filters are better. They should have named this episode spam. <laughs> spam. Spam. Uh, you know, I don't remember much about this, obviously. Working with Missy was great. Uh, she did this movie called Back Country. If you're a horror fan, I think you will find this incredibly disturbing. There's a grizzly bear attack in the movie, and it is breathtaking it is horrifying and oh. uh she's great in the movie and uh i really enjoyed that movie um i wanted to get around the podcast the other podcast but um i'll see how that goes uh the fight scenes look the stunt work was great um yeah. you know i guess if anything you can take from this is you know we're we're moving away we're moving into a good storyline with lex and um that should be interesting. I don't remember what happens, but uh, interesting things of note. Interesting things of note. Clark's parents' email address is cnh320 at instamail.org. CNH320 was the license plate on the General Lee on the Dukes of Hazard. What? <laughs> That's dope. That's pretty dope. That's cool. I mean, when Lex goes down to the tech department to get some info from the tech guys, there's a movie poster in the background for the movie Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil, which was my first movie. Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Jack. Dustin Farrell and Meg Poss are names listed in both Chloe and Clark's emails, and they are both on the crew of Smallville. Dustin well, was the props guy. Megan, I'm not sure. Don't remember Megan. Evangeline Lilly, as Tom says, appears as an extra in the school hallway when Lana and Adam are taking school spirit. Oh. See, that's just proof that I watched the episode. I could have been married and divorced already. You know, couldn't have made that up. No, you couldn't have. What was that, that bit, uh, Adam, when they were walking through the halls, like, was making a joke about, oh, what's your school mascot? Because there's just yeah. so much crows. Stuff. Yeah, that was, was kind of It's kind of a dig on the set designer. Was <laughs> it? I, I don't know if that was improviser in the script, but he was sort of like, "Oh, what's your school mascot?" Because there's just crows just everywhere. Around a the bird. I don't think it was improvised. That was kind of. I, I felt bad for the set designer this, at that moment. I was like, oh, "Really? That's kind of a burn." Yeah. It's, it's, what is she going to do? Yeah. He, what are they, they going to do? do? Don't be a douche. I just think it's such a tragedy that tragedy you miss your, that you just 
I didn't know this Evangeline Lilly thing with you. It's such a tragedy. I mean, she was around on Smallville a lot. A lot. Yeah, I would have never... it. I would have blown it. She wouldn't even give me a chance. You know what? I'm not going to say that. Maybe she would have given me a chance if we had a conversation. And maybe there are no maybes in this world. There's a, there are do's. Mm, do or do not. Let me, let me ask you a quick question. If you had met her, yeah. right? How how many how long would it take for you to say I'm not really bald? Like, would you? Would you is that something you said quickly Probably to people? Within a minute. To women, I would have yeah. said, "Hey, I'm, I look better with hair, not much, <laughs> but I look better." And if I, if you think this is, if you can love me like this, if you could love, ooh, that's a good title for a song. If you could love me like this, somebody who's there just go. down and out and broken. If you can love me like this. Yeah. It You're welcome. Like Adele song. Oh, why are all her effing songs depressing? Every song Adele sings is whining and sad. And I'm just like, I hear it in a store and I'm like, I don't want to shop anymore. <laughs> you just turned me off. I'm not shopping here. Put some freaking there's this, Jesus Jones or <laughs> crisscross. There, there's this, I don't know. What are you just in the, in the store considering an item? It's like, never mind. I'll find something like you. Yep, and I just put I'll, it back. I'll find Never some, mind. I'll find another product like I'll this later. I'll find another store I'll like this. I'll go on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, you suckers. Uh, <laughs> there's this awesome There's this awesome video online where Adele uh, masks her appearance. She puts on a fake nose or something, oh, and it, she yeah. competes in an Adele lookalike singing contest. And the women are all saying different things about Adele, and she's kind of like, yeah, whatever. And all the women go, and then she comes out and sings, and it's like... It's pretty cool. It's, yeah, it's no, just a look, great dude. She's it's a great. She loses, right? Doesn't she lose? Yeah, <laughs> she's super talented. By the way, it's, dude, I'm not questioning that. I'm oh, just yeah. like, all her songs just make me. Except for Rolling in the Deep. That's a great song. You know what? I That's think we should take. The, let's take the podcast on the road. Let's go to Vegas and see Adele live. You and me. And then nice. let's Why, see how so you I feel. Cry for eight hours. Here's the hotline. Hot We're gonna go to Patron Privilege. Uh, Kristen B, come on. Or is this Michael? Michael? It's Michael. I love Hey, everyone. It's Michael B. Michael, Michael B. I think the episode deletes the very first time we get to see the apartment at the Talon. I don't know about you all, but I like the set quite a bit. It stuck around for a while, and I was curious if you had any memories to share about filming here in Season 3 and beyond. I know you had some less than favorable experiences at the Quachi Cave set, so I was just curious if this set was any different. Thanks. Yeah, I remember filming there. In fact, I directed my first episode, and it was a big scene in that apartment where we find Chloe has a chip inside her, which is a tracking device, and Clark has to burn through it with his with his heat vision. And it's it was the first scene we shot, and I remember that apartment, and a lot a lot went on in that apartment. Um, but I do have memories from being in there. I just I didn't think of it as a cool set. It was just a, an apartment, <laughs> Tom. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. If, I don't know if you felt this way, but in all the sets, when be, because I was there all the time, when I directed, I always tried to be. I remember, you know, you can you have a sense of all the shots that have ever been filmed there, and I remember going into directing and being like, "Let's can we do it different? I know we've never seen that corner. I know we've never done that, and try to show different parts of the sets that, in my memory, we hadn't seen before." Right. And that was a lot of fun with Glenn and Barry to to sort of say that to them because then they were like, oh, cool, something new, you know? And yeah, do something I different. It's edit hard. me going like that out. But um, here's Olivia. Yeah. Olivia, what do you got for us? I have a feeling this is going to be a really good question. Hi, this is Olivia in Tennessee. Uh, for the episode Delete, we get the first on screen mention of Lois Lane in the Small Little Universe. And, you know, Chloe's using her as a pen name for the Daily Planet. And, of course, we know that Chloe doesn't end up being Lois because she comes on later in the show. But I was wondering if you guys, or how you guys would have felt if Chloe had turned out to be Lois. Like, what a cool twist that might have been. That's cool. Or do you guys think it wouldn't have worked at all? That that was Bye. cool. I mean, if that was the case, that would have been like, oh, my gosh, this whole time she was Lois Lane. She became Lois Lane. And she used a, a pen name or whatever. That would have been cool. I would. I thought that would have been cool, but she doesn't look to me like a Lois Lane. It's not what I envision. She's certainly talented enough to be, but I never, I guess because all Lois Lanes have been brunettes that I always yeah. pictured a brunette. Maybe she dyes her hair though. You know, it could have been cool. 
Could have been Clark gets hit in the head, but it's over Clark now. Gets in the, Clark gets hit in the head with a kryptonite rock and forgets that she was Chloe. <laughs> Lois? What are you calling Lois? Here's Matt. What you got for us, Matt? This is Matt in Shreveport again, your biggest fans. Uh, did you catch the artwork in season three, episode delete in Max's office at the beginning of the show? Looks like Superman holding up the world. I don't remember that. See, this is what I'm talking about. Our listeners, our viewership, they remember things and they they really look around to see if there's anything interesting to add to conversation. And that's something I did not notice. Obviously, you weren't really transfixed on the acting. Well, so, uh, no, um, I didn't notice that, that, but that's cool. Thanks for uh, sharing. How about Abe? Hey, guys, this is uh, Abe from Colorado. Hey, Michael, Tom, and Mr. Ryan. So I'm watching, and don't you feel it's a little matrixy that an email can put them into a trance, almost as if they were plugged into the matrix? Thanks, guys. Don't get me started, dude. <laughs> don't get me started. First of all, I don't even like the matrix. Uh, I like the first the, the one, best but part about I just was. I, the best part about the movie. The best part about that question was Ryan is now Mr. Ryan. Mr. Ryan? Mr. Ryan. Yeah. Mr. Mr. Smith. Ryan. Was that his name, Mr. Smith? Oh, Mr. Mr. Anderson. Smith. Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. By that the way, bothered I mean, the shit out of me. Well, I'm an English actor doing an American Dude, accent. that uh, annoyed me more. That guy uh, annoyed me. So I couldn't. Hugo I, Weaving? Mr. Anderson. Everything. I go, you I, would, are you kidding me right now? People loved it. You so would I'm, get not. You would not get called back in an audition if you went and did a reading like that. But it worked in the movie. But like, could you imagine if I went you in there? And go, make okay, that and action, Mister Welling. <laughs> All right, Michael, get out. Get the hell out. <laughs> well, this was part of like an era, wasn't it? Of like trying to, uh, like, like cyber attacks started becoming plot points in movies and things. Like the early 2000s. Yeah. I hated it. Hated it all. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place, and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, Walmart, Nike, Wine.com, Samsung, Lenovo, Sephora, and more and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Amy, 
get us out of this conversation. Hey, this is Amy from West Virginia, and this is about season three, episode 11, Delete. For the very last scene, Lex is talking with the doctor from Summerhold, and you can see their frosty breath. So I was wondering, how cold was it really there when filming that? Did you say frosty breath? I could see their frosty breath. <laughs> Amy, I love it. Um, I, I, I noticed that, and I was like, ooh, it must have been cold. And I'm bald, so I was like really cold, I'm sure. There wasn't a heater on me, and when they said cut, I was really cold. It was aired in January, so you guys probably shot it, what, November, December? Yeah. It yeah. was cold, man. Vancouver got cold. Um, Rainy and cold. Well, Vancouver got um, – Vancouver gets – not just cold, but wet cold. Like you would be standing on wet pavement and the bottom of your feet would be cold. Like that's how cold it would get. And yeah. I, it, this never happened to me, but I've heard of actors on movies where you can see their breath and they'll give them ice cubes to have in their mouth before they speak so that they don't see the breath. I'm pretty sure if they asked us to do that, we'd just been like, get that away from me. I'm not going <laughs> to say, beat but, it. Yeah. Michael, you're bald. Can we just give you an ice cube so we don't see your breath? Go to hell. Go straight to hell. And I'll join you there because I'm there already. Um, yeah. Those, it got cold. You know, people will say Vancouver is beautiful and we will agree and great yeah. people will agree. But I wouldn't live there. Hell no. Okay. It rains a ton. It's always freaking raining. It's like Seattle. So Seattle's the suicide capital of the country, I believe. Because all the rain. Well, the, uh, the, it's depressing. The other thing is when you're when you're acting on a television show or a film, normally at those temperatures at two o'clock in the morning, you have a parka on and you have all this stuff on and then they go rolling and you take all those things off Yeah, and you're in a t-shirt and a jacket or like, especially for the, the females, it was like, they didn't have any clothes. They didn't have any clothes on, you know, no, I felt horrible. It might sound bad, but dresses and, you know, skirts and it's like, screw you. Yeah. Jason, what's going on? Jason. Could you imagine if it was our editor, Jason? Hey, guys, just saying, hey, it's Nelkin here. Stop doing hey this guys. one thing. Yeah. Hey, guys, it's Jason from Pittsburgh. This question is for the both of you about season three, episode 11. It's entitled Delete. I noticed that Ian Summerhalder, who's been on the show this season, well, the Summerhalt Institute. Is there any story that either of you could tell behind the very too coincidental naming of the Summerhalt Institute and Ian Summerhalder's name. Is there a story there? No. Just wondering. Love you guys. I love you too, Jason. I don't think so. I think Summerholt was already, remember that was in the comic books, they said, I believe. And uh, so it had nothing, it was just a coincidence. But, um, you know, and that's also his real last name, not a fictitious last name, because then there might have been a parallel. So I don't think so, Jason. But thanks for. Uh, you mean if it was like, sh- like Schneider Institute? <laughs> Rosenbaum Institute. It's the, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know what though? If I'm ever on a if I'm ever on a show like this again, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. Where everything has to be named after the real life last name of a character, like Rosenbaum Institute or uh, <laughs> O'Toole Coffee Shop. It should be. That'd be funny. Hi Tom. Hi Rosie. Jen T here from Brunswick, Maine. At the beginning of the episode, we see a poster of Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil in the tech room. Obviously, Rosie, you were in that movie. What was the reason behind that Easter egg? Was it done with permission? Are there any other Easter eggs in the series that show homage cast members' previous roles? First time Smallville Watcher just finished season 10 last week. Keep up the awesome work, guys. Love to you both. Thanks, Bye. Jen. You know, um, that movie I did in 98, and Smallville, by then, by now, it was probably 2003. I, I don't know what the reasoning for that was. I'm sure the prop department thought, oh, hey, let's put you know one of their movie posters. I don't remember it on the day. It wasn't until... Uh, someone told me, some uh, fan, it might have been Raj, a fellow patron, patron.com slash talk. That's fine. Uh, he told me, and I was like, and I told Bryce, and I think Bryce added to this because I didn't think Bryce knew either, but, um, or maybe he did. Bryce seems to be pretty omniscient. Uh, international folks, um, Camille, have you ever been hacked by, hacked? Have you ever been hacked by a virus? Be honest. Yeah, I've been hacked. I got I mean, locked I out of my say Instagram yes, account. I've you been, haven't? you know, 
I forget to Whoa. look, you know, and something will say, oh, download this now or your your so-and-so subscription will be in. And I'm like, oh, what an idiot. Why'd I do that? But now I don't do it anymore. You don't get hacked, Tom? Oh, so you clicked on a brainwave? You clicked on a brainwave email and you uh, you got hacked? Uh, um, I try I try to be careful. Sometimes I've, I've had my credit card compromised a couple of times. And uh, I mean, I don't want to be targeted for someone trying to take over myself. What's worse is when I read something the other day, it was sent to me actually by my business manager and it was uh, some sort of news outlet claiming I said something I hadn't said and I, and, and I have no recourse. And it was just, it was a big deal. I don't know if anybody really caught it, but I was just like, I didn't, I never said that. That happens but it doesn't all the matter. time though. Gosh, they take things out of context. Boy, yeah. they just do that. That's the history of media. Yeah. Taking things out of context, whether you're talking politics, Hollywood, anything it's like what will make the story what will get eyes to click this link michael rosenbaum said he hated missy peregrim you know something stupid like that well now that's out there great we can can clip that that there you go rosenbaum ratings hold on hold on hold on i'm tweeting this done rosenbaum ratings rosenbaum ratings ryan Oh, oh God! Um, I don't. I don't want to have to do this. You're like, don't feel bad. With needle. You're just like, come on! Oh, have to it's do a show. This. It's a show. Bomb. We're bombing it. One bomb. One bomb. One bomb for Ryan. Tom. We're it. I'm gonna give it a John Heater. Oof. I'm going a bomb and a half on this one. Oof. It wow. just. It just was the most incredulous thing ever to me. It was. It was just <laughs> not good. There were a couple of moments, but it was ridiculous. This episode was ridiculous. I, I, I don't, I'm not going to sugarcoat it here. Uh, I had a lot of fun on those two episodes. And then the last one, you know, a little bit of uh, disdain. But this one, full disdain. Um, not full because it's not a full three bomb, which is the biggest bomb in history. I think the most I've given is two bombs. But this is this is a bomb and a half. Um yeah. And it's and it's nobody like when at least when I give my bomb scoring, it's you know, like the performances are fine. Everything everything mm-hmm. was kind of fine, but I just I think it got off to a bad foot with the story and I, I don't know. I just it just was a bad I, idea. I was it was a bad idea that bored. they said run with. Sometimes they're like, Yeah, yeah go with that. Really? Like really? They, I guess was the idea of the episode to get Lex in contact with that with the hot doctor. Was that the whole point? Yeah, so it was I, just to sort of like get to that last scene, maybe. Not sure. I care. And I had to fill it with something. I'm not sure. I'm not sure, Mr. Ryan. But I did like. I like that <laughs> you brought Ryan, that. Mr. Ryan, I'm gonna give a bomb and a half. Dreaming. All right, death and save count. Can you guess who died? Death and save count. Max, remember Max Taylor got penciled in the face with the Ticonderoga number two. Two saved. Adam saves Chloe. Clark saves Chloe. 11 episodes in season three, 13 dead, 17 saved, series 72 dead, 87 saved. And now it's time for Ryan's favorite scene. Ryan's favorite did, you get, did, you get, did you pick him out, Ryan? I did. All right, good. I I'm did. excited. I'm excited for this one. I think I, I don't know what you're going to uh, find <laughs> that were <you're, laughs> right. that could be considered a favorite. <laughs> All right, you ready? Yep. This is going to be a real guessing game. I bet it's going to be easy. I don't think Is it. one of them when Lex says, I want you to do the research on me? Uh, No. No, you're. Oh, that's the only interesting moment of the whole episode. That's what I thought. If you, he's going to say the fight sequence. All right, the first one is the uh, incredibly long Lana versus Chloe fight scene. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number two, a pencil stab, Mm. Uh, and then number three, just because I recognize the song, the whole sequence with the reason. I'm going to go with the reason, Tom. I'm going to go number two, option number two. <laughs> oh, I went with the the fight scene. Oh, you said you how made, much you hated you it. It went too long. It. He oh, fooled us. Fuck's sake. Ryan fooled us. But I talked about how much I liked the choreography earlier. Like, you know what, Mr. You know what, Mr. Ryan? I don't appreciate your red herring there. <laughs> yeah. How dare you? I just liked, I was like, at a certain point, because you know, I've, you know, I've said before, I don't like it when people are at a character and they do dumb shit. Yeah, I mean, either. However... I was like, oh, this is, I took a moment to appreciate the hand-to-hand combat sure, and the stunt sure, coordination. Sure, there was some Because highlights. I was d- bored by the rest of it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that is it. 
Sorry, but we got through it. We did it. We're going to have to go through some of the bad ones. And we got through it. That's it for this episode. Stick around next week to see where we go after the season three, episode 12. It's called Hereafter. Uh, let's take the discussion online. Let us know your thoughts on the episode over at our socials at Talkville Podcast or Talkville Pod. Show support by supporting us. Go to patreon.com slash Talkville. Become a patron. Help the podcast keep going if you like it. Uh, it's talkvillepodcast.com for tons of merch. Inside of you online store for tons of merch. And uh, go to the link tree on my Instagram to find out where we'll be. I'm on the cameo. Tom's probably going to get on the cameo. And uh, you can get all your information there. And uh, also, just just a little just a little quick reminder: uh, if you, if you're not on Patreon, Patreon gets uh, extra access to stuff. Yes, that's another thing that you get with it. So that's true. No. You get a, a extra access uh, access. And Tom and I zoom occasionally with uh, our top tiers. Um, so there's a lot of perks like that. We do a little behind the scenes stuff here and there, but really, um, you know, if you're really enjoying it, you know, I always consider it like, you know, I, I spend nine 99 or 10 99 on, on Hulu or whatever. So if you like it and you want to, you know, you think, Hey, listen to this, watching this no. every week is worth your time and you're digging it. You want it to continue. So think about it that way. Um, we well, there's a, there's a quick thing that you and I did at a con just recently where oh, you and I were great. doing it. And then, uh, Erica jumped in, Lana Laura, jumped in and we had like Kristen, five, ten, they all everybody jumped so. in on the, uh, it was cool behind the scenes. That was my, one of my yeah. favorites. We got to do more of those. All right, guys, Ryan, why don't you finish it off? Remember folks, always hold on to Smallville. Thanks, Mr. Ryan. Thank, thank you, Mr. Ryan. <laughs> See you boys. <laughs> what companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. We can't forget about our lovely, wonderful patrons. Patreon.com slash Talkville. We're going to do shout outs for all the people we love. And um, thanks for the support. Here we go. Nikki G, Leanne P, Raj C, Santiago M, Leanne Kristen, Little Lisa, Thomas, the Leaf Blower, Sophie M, Betsy D. Sorry about the uh, the wrong mug, Betsy. We'll fix that. Ray, ha-da-da. Karen Apple M, Daniel M, 99 more, Leilani M. Brett G, always hold on to Smallville, Esteban G, DJ, Kento, Garrett, W, Kimberly, L, Tom, N, Jason, W, Osama, A, Lana, Rhymes with the Banana, Nancy, D, Brian, G, Sarah, W, Amanda, R, Teddy, 127, Michael, P, should we just, should we make up what the letters stand for? Like Michael P, should we just add things? Would that be good? You can do whatever you want. Like Michael Prophylactic? You could totally say Michael Prophylactic. He won't become a patron okay. anymore, but you could Yo, Mississippi. Ryan, Regina, Jordan, Montgomery, Mississippi. It, it, it slows things down. Hillary, be good. Let's see what you do with Randy here. Okay. Randy Bugle, Craig G. I'm really sad right now. Christy Rock and Rollin. Karen Pretentious. Derek, <laughs> go what? screw yourself. Jorel, Heather, and Greg. Nico P. U. I may talk for say butts. Brian Harry as can be. No, Brian happy as can be. Eric, correct. Kristen B. Have. Craig, see you later, buddy. All right, here we go. Ashley Ryan. It's too hard. Nanine, Wisconsin. Stephanie, kill all ya. Darth Achilles, Finky, Tamra, how you doing? Steven, forget about it. Nice. Yeah, who's that? Jeanette, egocentric, David D, Jer Damn, <laughs> General Zod, Big Delicious, <laughs> Doug Ridiculous, 
Carlos, see you later. That makes no hey, sense. You already said that. Carlos, come back, coming back at you. There you go. Tommy, Tommy Z, Z Boston, Boston 68. Ken the Limerick, Limerick guy. Corey, love you. Mr. Home Arcade. Amanda K. I'll talk to you later. Jesse Seal of Approval. Claire Montgomery, D. Brown, Karenera might just be my favorite. L. Don Supremo, Leslie, behave yourself. McBurts, Ginger Moose, Christopher, so long, sailor. Michelle Mother, Drew, Brittany, <laughs> so long. You just said that. Marisol, perfection. Ooh. Veronica, Cubert. Cubert, Sebastian, Friendly, Sourpuss, Cranky Pants, Matthew and Lincoln, be lovely. Carol, Bygone, The Coopers, Mary and Louise, Lovers, CGO, Cindy C. Cindy, Cindy C's Dead People. Cindy C's Dead People Serial. Uh, Nikki, Long Time. Big Bash, Bosch's Lemon Pledge, Shannon Fofanon, Mount Pleasant, Brian Stupendous, Tina Electric, Matt Rambunctious, Anthony Rascal, Jen Today Jr., Jess Dynamite, Cassie Beloved, Felicia Robertson, Danny My Elbow Kills Me, DS The RN, Jay, son of a gun. Rachel, delightful. When you're rich, you aren't crazy. You're eccentric. Paul, what you doing later, honey? Jonas, oh my lord. Samantha, so you're saying there's a chance? Derek Smallville Podcast and Sage, seeing is believing. All right, we'll never do that again. We love you. We just try to never. be interesting, but we That weren't. was a one-time only. Yeah, that was a one-time only. It was probably terrible, but uh, what can you do? We try to, you know, just do something. Maybe some of you will like that. Maybe some of you won't. Uh, thanks for being here. We love you. Thanks, Tommy. Thank you, guys. <laughs> <laughs>